and welcome to this edition of Tech Talk. My name is Nick Ellis, the PC Computer Guy here in Indianapolis, www.pccomputerguy.com for this and so much more information, lots of tech tips and everything on there. Been doing this for many years, tons and tons of good stuff out there. We're a top-rated business on both Google and Angie's List, serving people in the local Indianapolis area with on-site support. Um, as well as remote support for anyone that's out there in the country. So if you need any help, www.pccomputerguy.com. On this episode, we're going to be talking about changing your passwords and why that's important. I know, I know, it's a pain in the butt to do. I hate doing it. We all hate doing it. You can imagine, as the computer guy, I have lots of passwords on lots of websites all over the place, and so it's even a bigger problem for me, but it's still something that needs to be done. We recently had an email address that got hacked, um, and it wasn't because there was a security flaw in any of our systems. It was because they stole the information from another website that got hacked. So what happens is, say you have an account on Sears.com, and you use the same email address and password, which so many people do, use that same email address and password for your own email because you don't want to create multiple passwords. Well, what happens is, and this is becoming much more of a problem, it's happened a lot in the last couple of years, um, that Sears.com database gets compromised and the bad guys, the hackers, get the information and the passwords there. Well, what they do is they try to use that password to log into your email address. So we had the same email address and password set up on a website that we used for an old email account. Now, it wasn't a big deal because it was an old email account that we really don't use anymore, so they didn't really get anything. Um, They sent out a few spams from that email address. We detected it pretty quickly and shut it down. Um, But the, the important thing to note here is they didn't get the information from us or because we made any kind of mistake. They got the information because they stole it from another website and we used the same information, which shouldn't be done. Now that email address is active on another server and it had a new password, but they accessed an old server that had that still. So point of that is you may not do anything wrong. You may have your computer with your antivirus and all that stuff good to go and and be smart about using the internet, not fall victim to phishing or anything, but you still may be compromised because your password's leaked. Lots of websites um, have had these issues come about lately. A couple big ones that come to mind were eHarmony and LinkedIn. Those uh, They had their databases hijacked and uh, passwords leaked from that. So it's very important to to combat this. And the way you combat this is simply changing your password. Um, Again, I know it's a pain. Everybody knows it's a pain, but you have to change your password every once in a while if you want to keep your stuff safe and be a good net citizen. So um, some recommendations on how to do that. Um, We like to do a compromise between the best security practices, which we know people aren't going to do, and something that's practical. Ideally, you have a different password for every single website that you use, and you can do something like this without too much difficulty by using a great program called LastPass, which is available for free, and it has plugins for all the browsers and everything. So if that if you want to do it the full-on proper way, check out LastPass. They can randomly generate passwords for you that are extremely long, completely non-guessable, and um, that's a good way to do things. But if you're not going to do it that way, which most people aren't, here's a compromise have four levels. We used to say three, but now four. Four levels of passwords. Level one is your email password. You use this specifically for any email accounts that you have. Level two is any of your financial institutions, your banks, uh, PayPal, anything that has to deal with money that you're working with, that would be a level two. 
Level three, social networking sites have a unique password for those things. So Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever you use. And level four is everything else. So that's your Sears.com website, JCPenney, Target, I don't know, whatever. Any other websites use that level four password. So at least this way you have four different passwords dividing the the, uh, priority of things. It'd be kind of silly if your financial institution password was the exact same as your email password because if they compromise the email password, now they have access to your financial stuff as well. So you don't want to do that. So four levels of passwords. That's just four variations. So that's not too difficult. So now that you get that set up, the other thing that you have to do is you have to have a good password, a strong password. And it's really not that hard to do. Strong passwords can be made very simplistically by taking a phrase that you you want to use. Um, for example, Jack and Jill went up the hill. Say you like that phrase. That's something that comes to mind a lot. You, you pick something that's unique to you. But then your password, if you take the first letter from each of those, J, J, W, U, T, H, Jack and Jill went up the hill. And then since Jack and Jill are both um, names, you can make those two capitals. So capital J, capital J. And then you, it's important to throw in some kind of special character in there. Don't always use exclamation point at the end because everybody knows that you just throw an exclamation point at the end. So use some kind of special character that has some kind of symbol. And then you can convert some letters to numbers. Um, for example, O's can be zeros. Um, ones or L's can be I's or I'm sorry, <clears throat> L's and ones can be I's. So have something like that where you convert a couple of the letters to numbers and um, put some kind of special character in there. And it's pretty easy. It sounds complicated at first, but once you type that in after about the first week of typing it in, you won't even have to recite the phrase anymore. You'll learn the muscle memory and then you'll just type the password without even thinking about it as if it were a word. Trust me, it's easy to do and gives you good, strong passwords. And of course, the most important part of all of this is you have to change your passwords once in a while. Now, every six months might be good, but again, it's a pain for people to do that. So at least once a year, it's kind of a thing that we do. Once a year, we change the passwords for things. So if if you're not going to do it once every six months or once every few months, which most people won't do it at least once a year. <clears throat> when these hackers get this information, it goes into databases and underground sites where a lot of times they don't use it right away. It takes them a while to get around to using it. And so if it takes them six months or a year or something to get around to trying out your hacked username and password um, from the huge database of thousands and thousands that they got when they hacked some website, um, if you change your password, that'll nullify that um, that threat. For example, there's a there's a website. It's leakedsource.com. L-E-A-K-E-D-S-O-U-R-C-E.com. The only reason that I'm putting this out there is to make you aware that these things exist and they're crazy easy to get people's information. You can subscribe to this website and um, find information on people's passwords. You can just put in a, an email address and it'll say if it has any passwords that anybody has hacked and sold to this website. And if there are, then you will have the password for that for that email address or whatever account you're looking up. You can go there. The reason why I gave it to you is because you can go there and you can plug in your email address to see if it turns up any kind of hits. And if it does, then you know that your password information may potentially be out there. Even if it's not out there, it's still an extremely good idea to do the recommendations that we provided in this because it's not a question of if it will happen, but when. 
Unfortunately, just like in normal life, there are a lot of bad guys out there on the internet, and because the internet is international, it's much harder to police and track them, which is why this is so rampant and why viruses and all this stuff happen all the time is because with the international nature of the internet, it's extremely difficult for the FBI to go to um, some Eastern European country and arrest the guy because they really don't have any jurisdiction there, which makes it a little bit more common on the internet than it is in real life. But there are bad guys all over the place. Just like you wouldn't leave your doors unlocked at li- at night, don't do the internet equivalent of leaving your doors unlocked. Change your passwords every once in a while. Have four levels of passwords and make sure that you use a strong password. For this and many other tech tips, you can go to www.pccomputerguide.com. There are many other security-related things. For example, this article is uh, also posted on the website. talks about, again, how to create strong passwords, protecting yourself from cyber threats, the eHarmony hack, um, how to prevent and be aware of hijacking of email and phishing for information, and many more security alerts and good information on there. So until next time, my name is Nick with PC Computer Guy. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PC Computer Guy, or twitter.com slash PC underscore computer underscore guy. Thanks for listening.